Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The Lord is good. All the time and all the time the Lord is good. My name is Adela Jadebayo, the senior pastor of Comfort Chapel, Lagos, Nigeria. I welcome you to Gap Media. The preaching of the undiluted word of God. I'm trusting the Holy Spirit to breathe upon this message. And that the Spirit of the Lord will reach out to you wherever you are. To grant you understanding. In the name of Jesus. I would like you to call on your friends, your neighbors, your partners, your staff, your bosses. And everyone around you. To please give an audience. As we consider God's word together. Shall we pray? Jehovah God we thank you. Because you are mighty. There is none like you. And there is none to be compared with you. Blessed be your name forevermore. We are going again to your word. The part two. Of breaking the ancient altars. Lord I ask. That your Holy Spirit. Will touch everyone. Give us understanding. Give us revelation. Open our heart. Open our eyes. Let the light shine over every darkness. Thank you Jehovah God. Sweet spirit of the living God. I say to you now, take over, absolutely. Lead us as we follow you. Thank you for hearing this prayer. I bind every spirit of the devil. I bind every spirit of confusion. I arrest every absent-mindedness. In the name of Jesus, I release the gift of salvation, the saving grace of God upon everyone under the sound of my voice that at the end of this message, their life will never be the same because this message is unusual. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Today we are going to part two of our series on breaking the ancient authors. And as I told you in our introduction, warfare for welfare. If you have not listened to part one, you have not listened to introduction or part one, please go back and listen to that one. Because that will give you a deeper insight, deeper knowledge of what we're talking about. If you just jump to part two, you may not be able to understand the details of this message. God bless you. God bless you. In part one, we did uh, the definition with death thoroughly. It was elucidated the meaning of ancient Orders breaking ancient orders. Now, this is part two. The topic is the master's mind. What is the mind of Jesus on this matter? <laughs> Listen carefully. Jesus, too, has a message on this topic we are considering. And what was his message? Matthew chapter 10, verse 35. Matthew chapter 10, verse 35. I read from here. And a man's enemies will be those of his own household. Listen again. And a man's enemies will be those of his own household. I was ministering somewhere and I told the people that the following day I will be telling them the numbers of witches in their family. The numbers of the wicked people in their family. Through apostolic grace that they should invite people when coming the following day. To my amazement, more people came to that meeting. And when we were to start, I took them into Matthew chapter 10, verse 35. And I asked them the question. 
Who can tell me now the numbers of witches and wizards, the wicked one in your family? The numbers of your enemies? They all became prophets immediately. They all became prophets immediately. Because through this scripture, they had an understanding that everyone who is a member of their household is their enemy. Is their enemy. Jesus came with this serious understanding. The scripture also explained expressly on this. His first mission was to his household. Jesus' first mission was to his household because he knew they are his number one enemy. Your number one enemy is not that man, that woman you met later. They are not an antecedent of the enemy at home. They are a result of the enemy at home. It means you have not conquered the enemy at home. That is why you are having more enemies outside. Deal with the enemy inside. <laughs> the enemies outside will have to bow to you. I love Yoruba people. They say, Be cool, leo pani. To deo le pani. Meaning, if the battles at home did not conquer you, there is no battle that can conquer you outside. If the enemies at home did not have upper hand over your life, no one will be able to succeed against you. So the first mission of Jesus must also be your first mission. What was his first mission? To save his household, the household of Israel. In Matthew chapter 1 verse 21. Matthew chapter 1 verse 21. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Jesus' first mission was to save his from their sin. His first mission was the liberation of his household. When Jesus accomplished the mission, this particular mission, then he prayed for the universe. That is all that believers that will later get saved. In John chapter 17, verse 20 to 23, John 17, verses 20 to 23, my prayer is not for my household alone. It's not for this one that you have heard me to save alone. I paraphrase. I also pray for those who will believe in me through their message. Now let me read the way it is quoted there. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message. Jesus fasted and prayed earnestly for the deliverance of his household. And while he was doing this, his disciples were busy eating, playing, and sleeping to the extent that it became so obvious to the disciple of John, who did not hesitate to challenge him concerning this. They didn't stop. They challenged Jesus. Look at what they said. They said, how is it that we and the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? Here Jesus answered, Jesus answered, how can the guest of the bridegroom mourn while he is with them? The time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them. Then they will fast. How will the Savior be with them and they will be lost? <laughs> How will the deliverer be here and they will be in bondage? Glory be to God. Glory be to God. In other words, Jesus is saying, I have come to fight the battle for them and win. I have come to fight the battle for them and win. 
then I will hand over the certificate of victory to them so that they can go and make winners in the entire world. I will hand over. I have come. My mission is to firstly fight for them. When I'm through with this battle, I'm going to hand over the certificate of what? Of victory to them. So they too will not do what? They will not stop. They will go. But when they are going, they are not going just to fight. They are going to celebrate. And they are going to make winners in the entire world. Anyone, I say it again, including you, including me, anyone with the divine mission or call by God for the deliverance of his people must start by conquering the household forces or enemies. Hear it again. Anyone that has a mission from God or called by God for the deliverance of his people, I mean it, of his household, must start by conquering the household forces or enemies. He or she must do all things possible as instructed by the Spirit of God to establish God's will in his or her lineage. You must carry the Holy Ghost along. He's going to instruct you. He's going to give you the secrets. He's going to give you the techniques, the tactics of fighting the warfare. This is one of the areas that the devil had blinded and blocked our understanding. I heard Christians saying that since they have given their life to Jesus, they didn't know to bother themselves concerning these forces. And the forces in many areas are standing against them because they are not taking charge. The forces are standing against them because they have not what? They have not taken charge. You as God's child need to combat, be violent, and be dangerous to all household forces so that they will bow to the power that lives and works in you. Matthew eleven twelve. 12. Do you think it's a joke when Jesus says, from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven had been forcefully advancing and forceful men lay hold of it. He's forcefully advancing. It's not for lazy people, the people. It's for people that can pray all kinds of prayers. He's forcefully advancing and forceful men lay hold of it. The case of every believer in this warfare with the household enemies can be likened to what happened between Jacob and Esau. Your case in this matter, listen carefully, Esau, as a firstborn ought to be the one their father will bless. But Jacob, his younger brother, subtly took the blessing. And when the rightful owner came back later, all the available blessings were already released to Jacob. All that was left for Esau were causes and advice on how to deliver himself. All that were left for Esau. Jacob wasn't the rightful owner, but Esau. But who took it? Jacob took the blessing in a subtle way. In a subtle way. Now, Esau wept bitterly. And I could hear the sound of his bones aching and cracking together. But do you know the solution? Do you know what the father prescribed to him as the solution? Do you know the advice the father gave to him? Look at it in Genesis 27, 39 to 40. Genesis 27, verse 39 to 40. Your dwelling will be far away from the half rich richness. Esau says, is there any blessing left for me? Look, and he said for the man to bless him. He started cursing him again. But inside the curse, there was a provision. There was a solution. He said, your dwelling will be far away from the earth richness. Away from the dew of heaven above. Hmm. You will live by the sword and you will serve your brother. But, but when you grow restless, 
Yeah, 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 yeah. When you grow restless, I love this. You will throw his yoke from off your neck. When you grow restless, it is true he has gotten it all. It is true that the riches of the earth is far from you. That the dew of heaven will not fall from you again. But listen, if you can hold your sword, you are an hunter. If you can hold your sword and fight, and you become restless, Jacob's, Isaac said to Esau, you will throw his yoke from off your neck. I see a family here. I see a sister. I see a brother who is holding his sword and is fighting now. You are going to throw away all the yokes of the enemy, all the yokes of ancestral, demonic, satanic, embargo over your life, over your lineage in the name of Jesus. Although the Bible was silent on how Esau used restlessness to throw off his neck, Jacob's yoke. But Jacob, Esau did not die in slavery. He didn't die as a loser. He became a lord. I love this. He became a lord. He gained fame and power. He had everything that distinguished him. He had everything that can distinguish someone in life to the extent that Jacob had to seek for his favor. Mm. The man who got it all had to be seeking for the favor of the man who he had robbed of his blessing. I love this. Jacob looked up. I'm reading from Genesis chapter 33, 1 to 11. Please go with me. Genesis 3, 1 to 11. Jacob looked up and there was Esau coming with his 400 men. Are we talking about Jacob here? No! Esau! Glory be to God. He became an Ashiva. Jacob looked up and there was Esau coming with his 400 men. So he divided the children among Leah and Rachel and the two maid servants. He put the maid servants and their children in front. Leah and her children next, and Rachel and Joseph in the rear. He himself went ahead and bowed down to the ground seven times, and he approached his brother. But Esau ran to meet Jacob and embrace him. Mm, he threw his hand. It was no more bitterness. No, I'm not going to hold anything against you. Because the Lord had favored me. I have used the provision and the cause. <laughs> I have used the advice my father gave to me. And now the Lord too is good to me. But he's around to meet Jacob and embrace him. He threw his arms around his neck and kissed him. And they wept. Esau asked, what do you mean by all these droves I met? Look at what the answer Jacob gave. He said, to find favor in your eyes, my Lord. To find favor in your eyes, my Lord. He said, but Esau said, I already have plenty. My brother, hear me. Ogomi ine atakate. Elebedomi okozokwa. Alegede uruaba katalia mana. I speak in the Holy Ghost. By the authority of my calling and apostolic grace, you are going to have enough. You are going to have plenty. Doors is going to open. Scarcity will be over. Riches of God and the wealth of heaven is coming to your lineage and your generation. It's starting from you, but will not end with you. And your generations after will live to enjoy what God has done in your life. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Keep what you have for yourself. What a good story. Keep what you have for yourself. I have more than enough. 
Jacob said, no, please. If I have found favor in your eyes, accept this gift from me. For to see your face is like seeing the face of God. Though you say, oh, to see your face. Whose face? Esau's face. It's like seeing the face of God. Oh my God. Your mockers are coming back to bow down before you. Those who have made chests of you, they are coming back to rejoice with you. Those who thought that nothing good can come out of you, they will celebrate you as the only good thing that God has done for them in their time. Mali in in the name of Jesus. Please accept the present that was brought to you. For God has been gracious to me and I have all I need. And because Jacob insisted, Esau accepted it. There is something that freed me in Esau's life. He didn't die as a destitute. He didn't die as a destitute. Something motivates me anytime I'm reading Esau. He did not die as a destitute because his life produced result. He manifested to the extent that his brother could say, seeing his face is like seeing the face of God. I prophetically declare, I prophetically declare that you won't die as a nobody. You won't die as a destitute. You won't die as a waste product in that your household, but rather you will manifest your God-given purpose in that family. In the name of Jesus, everyone that has gone ahead of you deceitfully, deceitfully to receive what belongs to you will bow and surrender their lot to you in the name of Jesus. For they have only saved you from stress. What do I say? They've only saved you from stress. Do you hear me? They've only saved you from stress. You are getting back the profit from what they invested your loss upon. You are getting back the profit from what they invested your lot upon in the name of Jesus. While ministering to the Shomolu youth, Shomolu district youth and teenagers of Foursquare Gospel Church in Nigeria, during their camp meeting at Ajebo in 2005, the Lord inspired me to pray for all the firstborn. He told me, that before Isaac will assume the position of an heir, all Ishmael must be ejected or sent away from home. Listen again. I was at Four Square Camp at Jebo in 2005, ministering to the to Shomolu district youth and teenagers. And the Lord inspired me to pray for all firstborn. You know what he said? He said, before Isaac will assume the position of an heir, all Ishmael must be ejected or sent away from home. All Ishmael. Ishmael was born before Isaac, yet not as an heir, but a slave product. He was growing up, living and posing himself to be the child of laughter. And God had to command Abraham to send him away. To send him and his mother. The mother too was sent out of the house. Hear this clearly. You are the child of laughter for that household. And the generation you are into, surely you will happen. You are the child of laughter for your household and your generation. You are going to laugh and you are going to happen. All household forces will bow and serve your lordship. Can I hear you loud and clear, amen? Every man, woman, and child like Ishmael in your place. Today, as you are shouting several resounding amen, are thereby ejected by divine hand in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And amen. Jesus recognized his household forces in his earthly ministry. Jesus recognized this as old forces in his earthly ministry as the enemy of every man. A man's enemies will be the members of his own household. No matter your stand and title, if you do not subdue or conquer household enemy, 
you cannot conquer the forces that operate in the universe no matter your title no matter your degree if you did not start by conquering household enemy you cannot conquer the forces forces operating in the universe until you are delivered from household forces you cannot you can i mean it be delivered from the forces out there and you cannot conduct sound deliverance for anybody it takes a master to liberate a safe it takes a master to liberate a servant a servant trying to rescue another servant will both die in distress and permanent prison you need to firstly rise beyond the forces operating your household before god can use you to raise other people beyond theirs you know the scripture everywhere after the appearance of god's angel to gideon who made him to discover his position as a mighty man of valor and the divine ordained deliverer of his people from captivity and despite all the confidence and confirmation from the angel to prove the calling and the assignment of Gideon God himself appeared to him that same night God himself appeared to him it was not an, an, an angelic encounter alone God himself appeared to him that night that same night by letting him to know the major prelude the major precedent what should, should take place first before he can be qualified for the assignment before he can be qualified for the assignment I read from the book of Judges chapter 6 verses 25 to 27 that same night the Lord said to him take the second bull from your father's head the one seven year old tear down your father's altar to Baal and cut down the Asherah pole beside it then build a proper kind of altar on the Lord, to the Lord, your God, on the top of this height, using wood of Asherah pole that you cut down. The same wood, offer the second bull as a burnt offering. So Gideon took ten of his servants and did as the Lord told him. But because he was afraid of his people and the men of the town, he did it at night rather than in the daytime. May the Lord grant you perfect understanding from this Bible passage. Gideon in verse 19 of this text offered sacrifice unto the Lord and was accepted. Yet, there is another altar in his father's house that stands as the gods of their family. God did not waste time. He made him realize the urgency for destroying their household forces to build the proper one for him so that he can step out with him. God made Gideon to realize the urgency. That is an, it, it, the, 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 the message of the king required his tear. No time to sleep, no time to complain, no time to be whining and dining. It's time to enter the laboratory of prayer, to enter the refinery fire of God for the transformation of your life and your generation. But it begins with you. It begins with you. It begins with you. God made him realize the urgency of the assignment. And what is the assignment? Falsely destroy the household forces in your father's house. Then in the same place, mm -mm, mm -mm, the same place. That's what I told you in the introduction. God knew that you are not relevant in the battle of my family. That's why you are not born to my family. Gideon, God didn't ask him to go into the midst of the Israel forces. He said, no, no, no. Begin from your father's house. Destroy that altar force. Now in the same place. Use the same wood, hallelujah, to build an altar for me. 
which Gideon did. He said, now when this one is done, I, the living God, will step out with you. In the name that is above every other name, the living God will step out with you. As you destroy the altar of sin in your life, the altar of, of, of the devil, the altar that were made to destroy God, the altar of the God you raise in your life, those things you love above God, the altar of, of immorality, the altar of sin, the altar of fornication. Hey, that five minutes of enjoyment that is taking away your destiny from you. Because the devil knew that you are the savior and that you are the star that can no longer be on the ground. You are meant to shine at the top. Well, he's doing everything in his power to ensure that your way is not right with God. Destroy that earth and repent now. Repent now so that the time of refreshing, refreshing will not come until we repent, can come from the presence of the Lord. Gideon destroyed the altar. And he built God's altar there. He took some people along with him to destroy the altar in the same place. And they, oh, they both built the altar of the living God. Now, do you realize that it was God who commanded Gideon to do this? It wasn't the devil or demons. And if these strange altars has no spiritual significance, to some people used to say, to the victory of the entire history, he would not have bothered Gideon. And Gideon too would just have left to the battleground and start fighting. And when he begin to fight, he will have won. But because there is something very important that is the first thing to tackle with, Put first, first. Don't put first, last. He tackled with the other first. Then he went to the battle. And Gideon won. The Gideon became that one stone, hallelujah, that destroyed the entire enemies of Israel. I see you becoming that one stone, like an atomic bomb that is landing in the camp of the adversaries and destroying them totally in the name of Jesus. Think about this. The God that we serve is a jealous God who will never share his glory with anybody or any grave image. When he's ready to save, it takes total preeminence. Just like Gideon, I want to charge you, you need to play your part if you want to see God's mighty power as of old. You need to play your part right now, as Gideon did. You are saved. Again, I say, you are saved and chosen to prepare the way of the Lord. And that your household, and that is why you must destroy the strange others. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The blessing of the Lord is upon his word. And the blessing upon the word of the Lord rests upon your life, rests upon your family, rests upon your generation. In the mighty name of Jesus, I see the Lord stepping out with you. I see the Lord going ahead to fight the battle for you. I see the Lord grant you victory on every side. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. So don't pray against your household. Don't ask them to die. Don't ask God to kill your brother and your sisters. But rather pray that the devil in them, the demons operating in them, will pack his load and go away. Don't be angry with any one of them again. Don't, don't be quarrel with any one of them again. Forgive those who offended you among them. Because the Bible says you are like a sheep in the midst of wolves. And the food of wolves, wolves like eating sheep. So he's saying, I am sending you even though you are their food. They love eating somebody like it. But this is it. I am sending you to them. You are not just a sheep in the midst of wolves. You are a sheep with a lion. The lion of the tribe of Judah is with you there. So they can't harm you. They can't touch you. They can't do anything contrary to you. Because he that is with you is greater than he that is with them. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Greater is he that, that is in you. He's a little children. Because you are just going to them like a sheep. He's a little children. <laughs> do not be afraid of them. Don't fear them. 
Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I encourage you to take, be patient and listen more. This is just part two, not the whole series. And so we are not going to put everything together. This is only just telling the mind of the master. And what is the mind of the master? That you are sent to save the people who are also referred to as your enemies. And so you need the Holy Spirit to help you. You don't need to fight with them. You don't need to pick quarrel with them. You don't need to be angry with them. Hallelujah. And that was why when it was Jesus' turn, and he discovered, they said, who are you looking for? They said, we are looking for Jesus. I said, here I am. Immediately he said so. They fell down. And from that moment, Jesus asked them again, here am I, take me. And Jesus refused to talk. He didn't use the power in him to attack or afflict them, no. Because he is their savior. He cannot be saving them and also destroying them. So please, know God's mind. You are the savior. Anything they do against you is to fulfill the prophecy for your life. All that Israel did against Jesus was to fulfill the prophecy by the prophets and by Psalms. Glory be to God. All that they are doing cannot hinder you, cannot stop you. You will surely manifest. At the end, they are coming back to call you their risen Lord, their King. They are coming to say to you, Blessed be he that come in the name of the Lord. Hosanna to the Lord in the highest. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't forget, I'm Adela Jadebayo. This is not pastor of Comfort Chapel, Lagos, Nigeria. If you have the opportunity or you are living around Lagos, you are invited to worship with us in our days of service. Sunday is our celebration service, 8 a.m. in the morning. And on Wednesday, we have a Bible study, which we call Water Life. But because of our program going on recently, we shifted it to Monday. For now, we'll be having it on Monday, by the grace of God. Join us every Monday, 6 p.m. in the evening, to eat the undiluted word of God, to feast on the word of the living God. For now, if you want to call on us for prayers, inquiries, counseling, you can reach out to me on lajabayo at gmail.com lajabayo at gmail.com or better still 080 0-0-2-3-1-5-0-3-8-1 0-0-2-3-1-5-0-3-8-1 0-0-3-3-4-8-4-1-6-2 0-0-3-3-4-8-4-1-6-2 Till I hear from you again, I say, keep on flourishing and remain rapturable. Jesus is Lord.